Aren't you glad the blood still works? God bless you. God bless you. I want to make an announcement before I go into my message. It wasn't the vaccine and it wasn't the mask. Uh-huh. But it was the blood yeah, that covered you. The blood still what? The blood still what? The blood still what? God bless you. Every every head bowed. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. It's just marvelous in our eyes. God, as I stand before your people, word in my mouth, give me what to say. Give the people an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength, my redeemer, and all of God's people said, amen. God bless you. You may have your seats. The reason why I was able to sing a couple of songs today because I have one of those very short messages. And if you would just go with me to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. I will not be before you long. And right afterwards, we're going to have a Holy Communion. Has everyone been served? If you have not been served, will you raise your hands? Okay. Got one hand in the back. Got one hand on Elder Mentor Jackson. Elder Jones has not been served. I was going to ask Elder Jones how was breakfast this morning because I got here about an hour ago. He's just not getting here from Tabernacle. So I was going to ask him how was breakfast. But I found out he had tire problems. So I, you, you are excused. But how was breakfast? <laughs> now it's good to laugh sometimes. I am so grateful to God for what he has done. That song that said when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me. My soul cries out hallelujah. I want to thank God for saving me. And I I don't know who wrote that, who came up with that. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all the things he done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. I just want to thank God for saving me. How, How many are glad to be saved? Glad to be in the ark of safety. 2 Corinthians 5 and 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge, y'all listen, that if one died for all, then we're all dead. (laughs) And that he died for all that they which live 
shall not live henceforth, live unto themselves, shall not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. May God bless his word. Look at that 15th verse again. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. I want to talk from the subject this morning. We should live for him. We should live for him. I got a few people with Pastor Smith and I think Elder Williams, some of you all that grew up on Gunsmoke and High Chaparral Rifleman. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Got a, got a witness back there. Don't know if it's true or not, but when a cowboy spared the life of an Indian or saved the life of an Indian, I've seen it. Indian later was under attack and cowboy came to a rescue and killed a guy that was after the Indian. Cowboy walked away like it was over with, but the Indian was walking behind him. And he looked back and said, what, what, what you doing? You spared my life. I now belong to you. Anybody seen that beside me? That they, that the, the cowboy didn't know nothing. all he knew. She was in danger. And I saved her life. But the custom says, if you save my life, I now belong to you. So in my closing, if Jesus saved your life, you now belong to him. So like the Indian was following the cowboy, you need to follow Jesus everywhere he go because he saved your life. He became sin for us who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. For the last several years, God has impressed in my spirit on the first Sunday to deal with the occasion. Isn't it amazing that all of us pretty much celebrate Easter? We celebrate Christmas, but some people don't go to church in between Easter and Christmas. But they celebrate. The entire world acknowledges that this is the year 2021, the year 2021 years after his death, but yet the world won't serve him. I've said all the time, if, if everybody would just serve the creator, the one that created you, if everybody, from every religion, every denomination, if they would just serve the creator, 
what a wonderful world this would be. Sometimes mankind brags about what they made and the discovery they made. But the Bible tells us in John 1st chapter, everything that was made was made by something that God had already made. It, it, it done something, I don't care, the seat you're sitting in, the paper, everything that's made was made by something that God had already created from the beginning. We're talking about an awesome God. Nothing God had made had run out. They're still getting all pumping. They don't know how much they got, but it never runs out. Coal. Whatever, whatever the natural resources are, to my knowledge, none of them have never run out. And one day I had a discussion with my wife. Bless her heart. Why they charge us for water? The water was already here when we got here. I said, honey, they have to process it. And she was just messing with me. But the water was already here, but it has to be processed and brought to your house. Y'all look, did I say something wrong? We should live for him. Why? Because he died for us. Let's go to Hebrews. I'm going to wrap this up. Hebrews 9 and 12. And I love this scripture, Hebrews 9 and 12. It reads, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Then we find in Hebrew 9 and 22 that without the shedding of blood there would be no remission of sin. So those of you that are watching, those of you that are in the sanctuary, if Christ died for you, why can't you live for him? My second clothing Acts 17 and 28 says, in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. For those that decide, I don't want to live for him, it's like saying, Lord, I still need your air. I still need you to keep me alive, but I don't want to live for you right now, but please keep giving me my air. I want y'all to understand that. The sinner man can't sin without the air God gave him to breathe. Some folk would have died a long time ago if oxygen was based on your credit report. You see people along the expressway, what happened to them? They cut their oxygen off because they were behind and they looked at their credit. But God gave you your air to breathe. All the devilment that I've done, all the devilment that you've done, God knew what we were doing, but he was long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, 
but that all should come to repentance. Romans 2 and 4, and this scripture stayed in my spirit. And I'm going to read this, and we're going to take communion in just a moment. I despise thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Well, as I look out over the audience, I don't see anybody exempt. All of us have experienced his goodness. All of us have experienced his forbearance. All of us have experienced his long-suffering. Well, let's break it down. Now, some things that God did for you that you were trying to do that he worked it out better than you could have yourself. Do I have a hand in there? There's some things that you gave it to God and you, you done worked and did all of this, but God is so good, the result exceeded your expectations because God is a good God. Then there are some things that happened in your life that God could have punished you, but he forbade the punishment. That's why I can tell you my daddy was a little bit different from God. My daddy didn't forbear. He talked to me and beat me at the same time. But it could have been worse than what it was. Then I look at the long suffering of God. Some of y'all might not understand this, but I've heard you say, God been good to me since I've been saved. Guess what? He been good to you all of your life. Sometimes he suffered with you when you was in your sin and you don't have to raise your hand. Some of you been in the church a long time and God's still long suffering with you. He's still putting up with stuff that you know you shouldn't be doing, but he long suffering, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. You don't have to raise your hand, but if some of you told some of the stories of what you did, some of these so-called saints won't want to speak to you no more. I'm, I'm just telling the truth. If you tell them how you used to be, they're they, they going to want to shake your hand. They're going to want to sit on the same road with you. They might not even want to sit in the same section with you. But God already knows. And guess what, y'all? That's some things you've done. That's some things I've done. I need a witness up in here that God covered you. He didn't let CNN find out. He didn't let Fox Network find out because if they had found out, they would have exposed you and you would be so embarrassed even when God forgive you. There are some things that are embarrassing. But God covered you. God covered us. So if God covered me, if God is the source of the air that I breathe, why is it so difficult for me to live for him? Because without him, I really can't do nothing. 1 Timothy 
2 and 5 says that he is our mediator between God and man. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man Christ Jesus. That's why several years ago when they asked me to pray when I was working in construction and I told them I, I, I didn't feel comfortable praying because when I pray, I pray Father God in the name of Jesus. They wanted me to pray a prayer that include everybody. Buddha and Muhammad. I don't have that kind of prayer. That's why some folks messed up now because you're associating with people that don't have the same spirit that you have. They got prayer. They got a prayer room on your job, and you go in there and pick up some kind of crazy spirit, and don't want to hear nothing the preacher have to say when you get back to the church, cause you done been around all kind of folks. Oh, I, I'm, can I say this? I don't want to say this, but I got to say it. That's why you got to be careful. But all these folks got this one eight hundred pray. One eight hundred seven nine nine pray. You better know who you're praying with before you pick up some crazy spirit. Oh, y'all don't like that. I know some of y'all want to pray with everybody. Everybody's praying, and sometimes they ain't living a bunch of nothing. And you, you, you attaching your spirit with their spirit, and the next thing you know, you're going to be acting just like everybody. What's wrong with him? What's wrong with her? They done picked up a spirit. Because they didn't know what they were getting into. That, that don't cost you nothing. But y'all, everything we do is spiritual. We should live for him. I'm 66 years old. And the devil is after me. Like he's after you. He cared not about your age. He cared not about your title. He don't care how big your Bible is and how big the letters are that got your name on the Bible. He don't care nothing about that. But he's going to and fro seeking whom he may devour. And the problem that we have right now is the church does not stand for what it used to. The church does not have the power that it once had. People can't take or be in correction like they did years ago when the mother would call you out in the middle of service and say, Pastor Hinton was getting ready to kill somebody. He was a preacher. And the mother said, preacher, don't do it. Don't do it. The preacher allowed the devil. Y'all, the devil don't care about you being no preacher. All he wants you to do is get in your flesh. If you get in your flesh, you'll find yourself doing stuff that you said you would never do. Oh, my God. You can't please God in the flesh. So in my clothing, Elder McNair, I, I just want to let the people know that I'm going to live for him. Well, you, you don't have no choice. You're a pastor, you're a bishop now. What, what, what are you talking about? There's some bishops going to hell. In fact, there's some bishops already designated for hell, already dead. Your title don't mean nothing. To the devil, you got to be holy. You got to be righteous. You got to live right. And so this Sunday morning, I'm declaring to everybody on social media, everybody under the sound of my voice, I have made up my mind. For God, I live 
and to God I die. If he died for me, why can't I live for him? If he shed his blood for me with his stripes, I'm healed. Without a shedding of his blood, there would be no remission of sin. So I don't find myself in a bind trying to live for But I love to praise him. I love to give him glory. I love to magnify because I could have been dead even before I got saved. But because of his love, because of his long suffering, some of you have been in some bad situations, but look at you now. Save and sanctify. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Some of you were on drugs. Some of you were in prison. All of us were born in sin. But one touch from Jesus changed my life. And I'm glad to say today, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be like the Indian. I'm going to follow him everywhere he goes. Because he died for me. And I belong to him now. I belong to him now. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. Sometimes, I, I, I'm not trying to be deep. Because I know some of you all experienced the same thing. In fact, my wife, I think experienced it yesterday. Has anybody ever thought about how good he's been? And just start crying. You just, you think he's been so good. And y'all, let me tell you what good means. He didn't have to do it. How many people, I believe October is breast cancer month. Is that right? Something like that. In 2004, that latter part of 2004, Diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Very aggressive cancer. Oh, but look at God. I'm going to say, look at us. Y'all, I'm going to tell y'all something. The goodness of God should change your mind. Sinner man, the goodness of God should change your mind. I got a mind to go on, see what the end is going to be. I heard the song write something is at the end, waiting for me. I was going to sing this when I got up, but I don't feel no way tired. I don't. Feel no way tired. I just don't believe he brought me this far to turn around and leave me now. Somebody say yes. I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way. I want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the jaw of the Lord. I'm going.
going. Somebody help me. I'm going. I'm going. All the way. All right. We get ready to go into our communion. Scripture. Everybody. Let's go to First Corinthians. Woo! Look, look at somebody and say, who wouldn't serve a God like that? Who wouldn't serve a God like that? What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. Come on, bless him in here. Come on, bless him. Come on, magnify. Give God the gold. Give God the praise. He'd worth He'd worth Come on, y'all. Let's bombard heaven today. Come on, y'all. Let's bombard heaven. When praises go up, blessings begin to come down. Come on and praise him. Open your mouth and praise him. He's been good to you. Praise him. He woke you up this morning. Praise him. He healed your body. Praise him. You know what? When, when, when service get like this and, and some people don't pray them and don't do nothing, they don't really understand. It really is true when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he done for me. My soul cries out the highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. Give God the highest praise. Hallelujah. God bless you. Mr. Fault is coming with our 
communion scripture. But I feel good, good, good. I feel good down in my soul. There is something living for the Lord. Make out yesterday and uh, and that, that, that one piece that you said about the goodness, the goodness. of the Lord and uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to buy something that I prayed for my entire life it's a piece of land and we worked that land yesterday from about 6 o'clock in the morning and I think I got home at 11 o'clock last night. And uh, I looked at my wife and I said, baby, there is nothing that I've asked God for that I don't have. Not one thing. And so it's that goodness. And, and I have a... a, a, a one of those stories I was told at 32 I would be dead in two years because of a heart valve issue that I have but God and here I stand today at 47 I've been through trial. I've been to war. I've been as far away from home as you can get. But God. This time we have set aside to remember that sacrifice that God has made for us in sending his only son to die in our stead. And this time we're going to have our response of reading We'll be coming from the book of 1 Corinthians, beginning at chapter 11. I'll read the first verse and you'll read the following, beginning at verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also was delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. After the same man also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This a cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. He that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. 
For if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry for one another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that when ye come not together unto the condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come.